0: Tomorrow night, January 25th, the Picherine Ragtime Orchestra will perform in Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. The group specializes in lively performances of ragtime music. I talked to Andrew Green, the Peacherine's conductor and founder, about the orchestra's history and their upcoming show.
1: My Petrine Ragtime Orchestra will be playing the music of the Ragtime Masters, music by George Gershwin, Scott Joplin, George M. Cohan, and the creators of really what was America's first pop music. And then we'll also be screening a classic silent film comedy by Buster Keaton called One Week, which turns 100 this year, was written in 1920. Now Petrine's in its 10th season doing this, so it's a lot of fun, and it'll be actually our second time down in North Carolina. I got into this when I was 11 years old. I was getting frustrated with my piano instructor, who sort of begrudgingly made me a deal that if I got through one more exercise, she'd give me something different as sort of a fun thing. And then we'd go back to Chopin and Bach afterwards. And what she gave me was the Maple Leaf Rag by Scott Joplin. And it's been downhill ever since. But it's been a, a real fun joy to learn about the syncopated music and being able to uh, really bring back to life a lot of stories of American music that are often overlooked. A lot of the history books sort of go up till about 1880 and then skip to the birth of jazz in 1918, 1919, 1917. So ragtime sort of this gray period in the middle where a lot of things were coming together in this melting pot of music. And we love bringing that back to life.
0: I think, you know, these are melodies that we hear a lot of the time and we may already know, but we don't often hear them in their original context. So I wanted to ask you, why, I mean, why do you think it's important to share these scores as they were originally meant to be performed?
1: Well, I think over time, you already kind of hit on it. People have known about these melodies. They've they've probably heard of Ragtime, but they really don't know what it is. Um, Most listeners out there will probably know Scott Joplin, or they might know Irene Berlin or George Gershwin but they don't realize that they got their start back in the teens and before with things like Alexander's Ragtime Band, Swanee, and all of that. For a lot of people, they know the music from like the movie musicals of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, but they haven't heard the original incarnations, and they're absolutely full of joy and fun, and the scores themselves are incredibly rare. We're lucky to have 15,000 original orchestrations going from the 1880s to the 1920s and 30s. And, you know, people have never heard what Alexander's Ragtime Band sounded like when it came out back then. Or, you know, they know of, uh, oh, you know, we have these all this old sheet music in Grandma, Great Grandma's Piano Bench. Wonder what it sounds like. Well, it's our mission to keep this alive and tell the stories of the musicians and of the music from that era.
0: So what's your process like for finding and selecting all these scores?
1: It's a little bit of a couple of different things. eBay, obviously, people will always be putting some of these arrangements up there. We're very lucky that we have a donation arm set up. So musicians who are sometimes trying to get rid of scores often come to us as the go-to place to make sure that the music is preserved and ultimately performed and kept alive. The largest one we recently had was back in November of 2018. I was sitting in my home and I got an email that said, I understand you collect old orchestrations. I love emails like this. And they basically said that I have all of the music that belonged to several movie theaters up in the Rochester, New York area. And I said, how soon do you want me up there? And I think three days later, I borrowed my parents' minivan, took out almost every seat and literally loaded it with a ton of music, about 12 foot lockers and then 10 cardboard boxes.
0: Okay, so you grew up and you fell in love with ragtime. How did you get from that moment to founding and leading a ragtime orchestra? Like, what was your training like in school?
1: Believe it or not, I do not have a degree in music okay. because the music schools would never take someone who wanted to do ragtime. Yeah, um, right. They thought it was a little bit out of the normal realm of what they do, and I didn't quite fit into jazz, and I wasn't quite in the classical realm. So I had to blaze my own trail. When I was 14 years old, I went to the library with my mother. We got a CD called A Century of Ragtime. And the first CD was all piano music by a lot of artists that I'm now good friends with. But the second album was all bands and orchestras, modern recordings of this stuff. As it actually sounded, I was immediately entranced. Curiously, about six months later, a now-defunct group, the Manhattan Ragtime Orchestra, came through my area's local community concert association. And I was sort of imagining, oh, You know, orchestra must be like a symphony-sized group that's playing modern covers of this. No, it was eight or ten people that were playing it as it was written back in the teens and the aughts. I was immediately blown away. I started reaching out to some of those band leaders on that disc and slowly started to build connections, get some copies of the music. And back in high school, actually had a group for about two years that, you know, it was just us after school. We would meet up, read a couple of charts, grab some food. But then when I got to the University of Maryland, I joined the Repertoire Orchestra, which was the non-music major orchestra, and started recruiting musicians from there. And we had our first rehearsal February 21st, 2010, and the group's been off and running ever since.
0: So how do you kind of set that atmosphere of the 1920s, especially with a movie accompaniment? Um, What kinds of things do you do to kind of build that spirit?
1: Well, a lot of it is based in the actual traditions that they would have done back in the teens and the 20s. So I go scouring for old programs of what they would have been playing in movie halls and oftentimes will be able to uh, build a program that would have been similar to what they would have shown on a certain date 100 years ago. You know, folks are really entranced by the movie aspect and we try to pick films that really stand up well over the test of time. And we try to have the evening be not just a concert, not just a movie show. It has to be sort of like a vaudeville program. We're all guiding the audience through this story of American music and American cinema and being able to Educate a little bit, but also have a lot of fun. We also bring a vocalist with us. Our vocalist, Bill Edwards, is actually one of the frontmen for the Navy band Sea Channers that goes all over the country. He brings a lot of personality and fun. So we're basically skipping back and forth from, you know, a popular ragtime tune from 1902 to something that's incredibly obscure. And if we can find something that ties into, you know, either the location that we're in or actually played at the theater down in North Carolina, we'll be playing the Tar Heel Blues Rag which is from 1914 by J. Tim Broom, a fantastic African-American composer whose music really isn't played often enough. Every Petrine program is unique. We never play the same music twice at the same venue. We always change it up.
0: That was Andrew Green, conductor and founder of the Petrine Ragtime Orchestra. Catch their performance tomorrow night, Saturday, January 25th at 7.30 p.m. at the First Flight High School in Keldeville Hills. They'll accompany the Buster Keaton film one week. Learn more at peacherineragtime.org. For WHROFM, I'm Rebecca Evans.